Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, August 30th. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We appreciate you joining us this morning. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we're both on YouTube right now. If you type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube YouTube search bar, and uh, this is a reminder that tickets for WIBC not are still available, and you can get them right now at WIBC.com. Do not wait. This event always sells out. It will sell out again this year. It's always a great time to hang out with the WIBC air staff will tell some jokes we'll shake some hands we'll kiss some babies if they're there and uh, just have a generally all-around awesome evening we won't of sniff fun. babies though uh no we will not unless uh no yeah you're right even by request we will not sniff your baby um <laughs> kev might though depending on how much he's had to drink at the uh the bar available usually before the event so <laughs> no I, I will not do that but i will say that uh I'm planning. Well, I don't know if I'm planning yet, but I might be sleeping in my van. <laughs> All right. I'm going to play it by ear. But You've been I'm, warned. I'm kind of thinking it might be a wild night. Um, okay. Real quick. Also, too, we do, as we alluded to in the last segment with Jim Merritt, we do have uh, up on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, uh, as we talked about the AI version of the Flanders boys, Rod and Todd, uh, Rod Bray, the Speaker Pro t- uh, Senate Pro Tem, and Todd Houston, the Speaker of the House. We do have those up, the AI Flanders boys, at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter right now. All right, let's talk about how weird this whole Jill Biden thing is, shall we? Yeah, she's coming to visit. She's going to be at Westfield High School. And this is so weird on so many levels because they kept it super secret. Mm-hmm. Remember we talked about yesterday, I was having some fun with you about Casey, you totally were ill-prepared for this segment, and then you were like, I can't find anywhere where she's going to be, and it turned out it wasn't your fault because they, they hadn't, hadn't told an- anybody. Right, they hadn't announced it yet. And they said Indianapolis, mm-hmm. which Westfield is clearly not Indianapolis, and so my question on this is, when you have the First Lady of the United States, while she is not a policymaker, she certainly has immense influence, especially when she's almost, in many ways, a de facto president, based on the guy who's in the office is a bumbling, stumbling, oftentimes incoherent buffoon, wouldn't you want people to know, like if you are Westfield High School or whatever school she's going to in Westfield, wouldn't you want people to know, hey, mm-hmm. the first lady is coming to our event today. What an honor. Hey, parents, you're going to, you know, I mean, don't you have to make different plans for pickups and drop offs and all? I mean, why was this kept so secret? Yeah. Well, she's coming to have a conversation with students about mental health resources. Okay, so I would be super, if I were a Westfield parent right now, and this lunatic and the Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, who is also a total leftist maniac, these two people are going to be in your kid's school talking to your kid about, quote, mental health issues, Mm -hmm. and you weren't informed? What a complete, complete, complete act of malfeasance by that school administration over there in Westfield to allow these lunatics into the school. We all know what their views on, air quote, mental health are, Mm -hmm. and to be able to poison the minds of young people and to not be able to give parents a heads up that this is happening? This is like yesterday we had the conversation about... uh, sex ed, right? It's almost like 
they should have sent a note home and got permission yes. from this. If you don't want your child subjected to this, yes, don't sign the permission slip. Because, have them go into a different room. Because we know on the trans issue and everything else where these mm-hmm. people are, and mm-hmm. we all know the Democrats are certainly not afraid to poison the minds of young people and teach them that not only is all this stuff normal in many ways, oh, you should be getting in on the in on the gig. I mean, there, and there's no way. So there's no way. It's not like Jill Biden is just parachuting and wherever I land. And that's where I'll go. They knew mm-hmm. well in advance, security detail, et cetera, where they were going, even if they didn't announce it publicly. How does Westfield not let the parents know? And maybe they did days in advance, but there's no way, there's no way everybody just kept it a big giant secret, right? Can anybody tell me if you have a kid right now uh, at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter or uh, uh Rob at WIBC.com or uh, 317-684-8444 or Casey Daniels 317 mm-hmm. on Twitter if you hate my guts and don't want to interact with me. Uh, when did you find out that your that these two maniacs... That the indoctrination continues at Westfield High y- School? Yes, that, the, that these people are going to be in there talking about mental health with your mm-hmm. kid. Were you consulted? Mm-hmm. Were you told? And, and as you mentioned, there's got to be a plan because they're to land at Indianapolis International Airport and then motorcade over to of the course. school. Of course, the, 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 these security detail things are hatched out weeks in advance. There's no way they didn't know. And obviously, if you're Westfield, it's not like they were just like, uh, they're not just going to knock on the door and go, hey, Westfield High School, the first lady's here. She'd like to say a few words. Clearly, the superintendent is involved. The principal is involved. The school board is involved. When, if you're a parent in Westfield, did you find out that these two radical left maniacs were going to be given unfettered access to your kid to talk about, air quote, mental health issues? I'd yeah. be fascinated to hey, know that. Hey, we're just going to whip up a, an assembly really quick. Right. This and just it, doesn't happen. And it's not the way it used to be because Jill Biden has totally injected herself into politics and is, you know, on the, uh, you know, on the talk shows and everything else. It's not like it used to be where, hey, uh... Nancy Reagan is going to be here and she is going to be teaching the children the importance of saying no to drugs or to even not make this a, a partisan issue. Rosalind Carter. I'm going to guess if when Rosalind Carter went to a high school to talk about something, it was the need to read or mm-hmm. stay in school. Mm-hmm. She's a political animal. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not some feel good. Everybody can wrap their arms around their version of mental health. It's crazy. Okay, so this is on the heels of their visit Monday where they went to a middle school in Washington, D.C., and it's all part of this mission to highlight mental health needs of students. And here's another thing. Pete Buttigieg is going to be here in Indy on Thursday. So is this the Democrat Party trying to turn Indiana blue? Well, I have a theory on why they didn't tell anyone because I think they knew if they gave people time to know there was going to be a huge protest mm. and they didn't want to deal with that. See, we thought maybe this is security purposes, right? No, 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 no. And this is where, and this is where I come back to. If you are a parent who has a kid in Westfield, let's just, okay, let's just take away, let's just pretend she was one of the old timey first ladies, Rosalind Carter, Barbara Bush, Laura Bush, whatever, kind of non-political, hey, we love everyone, blah, blah, blah. From a sheer logistics and security standpoint and the things that come with the first lady being there, I would want to know as a parent mm-hmm. that that was going on 
in the school sure. that I'm sending my kid to. Right, because what if you just do a drive-by and you see all these security exactly. people? Like, what is going on in school? So again, YouTube chat at Robin Kendall on Twitter. I'll check it when we get to a break, whatever. I would be fascinated to know when parents were made aware, and if you weren't made aware, what are your views on this? Because, wow, what a dereliction of duty by those people in charge out there at Westfield to not let your not let you know this was happening. It is 13 minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about Gavin Newsom, oh, shall we? Geez. 36% of Democrats say that he should challenge Joe Biden in 2024. 43% saying no, he should not. And this is the latest from a Rasmussen report. This was a, uh, a telephone and online survey. You get the phone call. Hey, what do you think? You ever been surveyed by the phone? Oh, yeah. Okay, so here is my thing. I I will do a phone survey. I will not, however, click a link because I don't click links. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't, I'm sure I've missed out because you'll get those texts before. Hey, we would like you to take a brief survey on the yeah. condition of the country. And you like, in my mind, I click it and the Hanta virus is going to infect my phone. Have you ever done a political survey before? Online? Uh, no, not so much, but I do do the phone surveys. You've done, one, you've done them on the phone. And they take so long. Yeah, a lot it's of It's always questions. like the one through five. Sure. You know, right. which way do you lean? Yeah. And, and they coach you through it. Just a few more minutes. Mm-hmm. Hang in there with me. But according to this latest poll, uh, some people thinking that Gavin Newsom, yeah, he should challenge Joe Biden. And there's this rumor, this talk that Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis are going to have a debate. Newsom wants the debate to be in a Fox studio with no audience. DeSantis <laughs> wants a live crowd at the debate, cheering aloud, even encouraged. Uh, so what? Gavin Newsom is just warming himself up. Isn't it interesting that 36 percent, according to this, say they want Newsom to challenge Biden? Well, obviously, if you want him to challenge him, you clearly want him to win. Mm-hmm. I assume most people who say they want them to challenge Biden aren't like me, where you're like, hey, everybody should have a challenger because it's good for policy. No, you want him to challenge him because you don't want Biden to win and you want this guy to win. So isn't that a just a just a glaring uh, indictment of Joe Biden and his presidency that 36% of Democrats, a specific guy, it's not even like, would you like someone else to challenge him? This specific guy, Mm -hmm. that is, I mean, just what a, just an absolute, just shot between the eyes at at Biden. And yet we're told every day by the Democrats, oh my gosh, Biden, he's accomplished so much and he's doing such a great job and the country's in such a markedly better position than when he took over. Okay, so uh, Gavin Newsom, what? He is now trying to establish himself as a major player within the National Democratic Party. Okay, so somebody, not to get off this, but somebody said uh, that the parents got an email yesterday Mm. afternoon. Okay, yeah. Boy. About Jill Biden's about, visit to about Westfield Jill Now, I don't know if that's true or not. That was somebody in the chat, and we'll try to see if stories line up here as, as this is coming in. But, wow, thanks for the lead time. Thanks for the, <laughs> thanks for the notice, buddy. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Uh, all right, let's take a break. What do you want to talk to what we'll talk about when we get back? Oh, we've got uh, Nikki Haley. Some people saying she's becoming a threat to Donald Trump. <laughs> do you believe that? We'll talk about it coming up from 93 WIBC. Okay, so Cody in the YouTube chat says he has the email that went out yesterday Mm -hmm. that uh, 
that said Jill Biden was coming. So I guess yesterday afternoon, so less than 24 hours notice, they say, hey, parent, uh, this radical left-wing lunatic and her buddy Vivek Murthy, who's the Surgeon General, who also is a complete maniac, uh, they'll be in your kid's school tomorrow. Uh, good luck. Now, Mike, so he said... Yes, please, Cody. Rob at WIBC.com. If you can email over, include Casey on the email. How do mm-hmm. people email with you? What do they Same, do? Casey at WIBC.com. Okay, perfect. Very good. Yes, if you could send that to both of us, we would love to have that. Um, so my question would be, was there, like, the, I don't want my kids subjected to these people. Uh, can I keep them out of school? Right, is there are an they, opt-out category? Are they getting punished if they i mean there's zero reason for jill biden to be talking to my kid about mental health absolutely none same for vivek murthy there's absolutely nothing they have to offer that my kid needs to know mental health is between me my kid our doctors you know whatever Mm -hmm. that is jill biden is not qualified at all she's not a medical doctor uh the women on the view don't know that but jill biden has no qualification whatsoever to be lecturing people on mental health period end of story so my question was since westfield clearly hid this from the parents based on if it just went out yesterday um what what is the punishment if the kid doesn't come to school or is there was there an agreement hey you don't have to subject if you're westfield why would you why would you want that why, if you are the Westfield School Board, unless, of course, you're a bunch of radical left maniacs, mm. which most of these school boards are now. But you don't know because there's no letter behind uh, their name. Right. You're absolutely right, Casey. And that was what I was getting to. And that's why you're a fabulous partner to work with. Not only are you beautiful, you totally read my mind and know exactly where I'm going. These are these school boards. Mm-hmm. These school boards and these superintendents are big lefties. Yeah. They are, I guarantee, the Westfield School Board is rockets, red glare, lots of bombs in the air, happy dance time confetti over the fact that Jill Biden is coming to their school to indoctrinate and infect kids on the issues of mental health. I guarantee right. it. Jill Biden has no qualification whatsoever in, a, in an official capacity to talk to children about mental health. None whatsoever. She's not a medical doctor. She's not qualified. Absolutely none. Zero period. End of story. And how is this going to raise anybody's test scores? Exactly. Too, you know, which is a big concern. And why? If this Let's was, take up more time talking about this. If this was such a great idea, why were parents not notified until the very end? And why did you guys keep it a big secret? Why did everyone keep it a big secret? Why was the public not informed? If this is such a great idea and everything she's doing is so awesome and wonderful and this is such a great thing for Westfield schools, why was nobody informed? And don't tell me because of security. That's bull. All the time, we know in advance where the first lady or the president or whatever, wherever they're going. That's part of the deal. We spent a gajillion dollars on security with these people. Absolutely, other people had to know. Yeah, the Secret Service has definitely been there in advance doing a sweep, making sure. I mean, they're there to protect the building, right? Uh, unbelievable. 22 minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about what's going on with Nikki Haley. According to an Emerson College poll, uh, she saw the largest increase in support among Republican candidates. Candidates, jumping five points from 2% to 7%. Oh, so I, I love this. So the daily celebration time. The Daily Beast had this article, I think, initially, and then Yahoo reposted it. So two super liberal publications. And they are just having the 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 big o mm-hmm. over Nikki Haley's rise 
in the polling, and they're very excited because they think she is now a serious challenger to Donald Trump. It's a slow burn. I don't uh, I don't know if you can math, Casey, but 50 seems slightly ahead of seven. <laughs> yes, it is just a little bit. You know, I want to I want to ask you about something, because do you remember in the debate uh, her and Mike Pence went back and forth? They were talking about the abortion issue and pro-life, and she stressed her pro-life beliefs, and she was being very pragmatic about it. And she said, you know, the federal abortion ban would require 60 votes. And then Mike Pence interrupted and he said, Nikki, you're my friend, but consensus is the opposite of leadership. Yes. And I'm kind of curious right now when everything is so polarized, is that a good move or a bad move on her part to try and get consensus? Well, abortion is an issue, obviously, that moves people in ways that are markedly different than any other topic. And I think what she was trying to say, and I'm not trying to put words in her mouth, Mm -hmm. is that the political will is not there to do this. And I am not willing to burn capital on something that there is not the political will to do. Now, the counter argument to that is that every life is at stake by not having this as the law of the land in in the United States. And while the Supreme Court gave the states the ability to decide the issue, and what the Supreme Court said is you don't have a constitutional right to an abortion, it didn't say that the government can't pass a law banning abortion beyond 15 weeks. It didn't say that. They said you don't have a constitutional right to an abortion. And if you don't have a constitutional right to an abortion, that which is not delegated to the federal government is delegated to the to the states. And Mm -hmm. so people interpret that differently. There are some people who say and I I think Tony had somebody on last week um, who was saying, look, the, the Supreme Court ruling is very clear that the federal government can't one way or another. They can't ban it. They can't impose it. They can't force you to do it. And so different legal people have different opinions on this. And I think what she was trying to say is, look, until that's settled, and I hate giving Nikki Haley the benefit of the doubt because she's awful. And by the way, people need to know, Nikki Haley in 2015 came and was the featured speaker at the Republican fall dinner. This is when I still used to get invited to these things. Mm -hmm. And I went and she spoke and she was a nasty, nasty never Trumper. You want to know if you're somebody who's buying the Nikki Haley bullcrap, she was a crappy governor and she was a nasty, nasty, nasty never Trumper. And that was what has that been? That's been eight years ago now. Mm-hmm. Nikki Haley's not a nice person. She's not somebody I'd want running my lemonade stand, much less my country. However, we're very fair on this show, and I'm not going to let my personal interactions. Is it an interaction if I didn't actually talk to her, but I was forced to listen to her speak? Is that an interaction? <laughs> no, I don't think so. You were subjected to her. Yeah, uh, My personal subjections. Um, <laughs> and my gosh, it was like there was a, a point where I thought what would be less painful me continuing to listen to this woman speak or taking a ball peen hammer and hitting myself between the <laughs> eyes repeatedly. Um, ultimately, I couldn't locate a ball peen hammer. So, uh, however, the point is, this is not settled in terms of what that actually means. Can you even enact a 15 week a post 15 week abortion ban? And two, if there's not the political will to do it right now, mm-hmm. as president of the United States, is your political capital better spent on something you can conceivably accomplish or something 
that you don't think you can get accomplished. Right. Well, just to be clear, she does uh, she does want to ban late term abortions. She says she wants to make sure contraception is widely available and she supports adoption as an alternative. But I thought it was really interesting that that back and forth between her and Mike Pence, where he said consensus is not leadership. You know what this is? Okay, um, here's what this is. This is in sports. In sports, sports betters will not in agreement with this as I'm saying this, and I know we got got to get to a break. But Nikki Haley going from two to seven mm-hmm. is like if you have bet on a basketball game, and the team you bet on is down twenty points going into the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden, like you're dejected, you're down. And then they roar out with a 6-0 run to begin the fourth quarter, and the other team calls a timeout. And you're like, oh, my gosh. We're Look at us go. You're still down 14 points. Right. The other team is still way better than you uh-huh. and has every inherent advantage. You're still down 14. Yeah, but we went on a 6-0. We hit a three-pointer. You're grasping at straws. <laughs> that hot streak will be over soon. Okay, it is 28 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And coming up, we're going to hear from you with your voicemails. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It is time to hear from you with your voicemails at 317-684-8444-1033. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Okay, so we got the email that Westfield sent out yesterday to parents, Westfield High School, about this Jill Biden event. And boy, I'll tell you what, uh... There's some awful people over there to, to, I mean, they knew, they clearly knew she was coming Mm -hmm. and they, you know, Casey, you eloquently picked apart this email and (laughs) uh, man, I would, if you have a kid going to Westfield high school today, I would be just, I'd be beside myself the way these people have handled this. But this is what happens when you, you know, state of Indiana, the Republican party enables these leftist maniacs to get on these school boards because they, for some reason are totally okay with one office in the state, you don't have to declare a party affiliation, and this is what you get. Mm-hmm. You get very deceptive behavior, which clearly Casey did a great job, and we'll get to it in a second, picking apart what they're doing, why they're doing it, and if I had a kid at Westfield today, I would be just totally beside myself. All right, phone calls. Yesterday, we played that interview that uh, Mike Braun did with Hammer and Nigel. Yeah. And one of the areas, while much of it focused on masking and vaccine mandates, they did ask him about property taxes and he gave this very weird meandering answer non-answer about freezing assessment increases and it was like you could totally tell and we know this because he had been asked repeatedly in the lead up to this past week about property taxes and he was multiple people told us don't know each other same identical story which means that was his answer totally flippant no answer, not a big deal. The market, uh, the market, it's a one-time thing in the market and it'll fix itself and you'll all be fine. Well, I know from multiple people he got a, he was getting an earful on the campaign trail. And so I guess he, to me, Casey sounded like a guy who said, well, I've got to come up with something. So here's my something. This is it. And hopefully nobody will pay attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't like, sound like he wanted to have an answer. He came up with this bizarre thing about freezing 
the increase in assessments, but no specifics on how he would do that. It blows my mind, Casey, because we hear from our audience every day, and I get the WIBC audience is not the entire state, but we hear from our audience every single day about the pain that property taxes are causing them, mm-hmm. and it's a freebie right there for any of these candidates. The fir- it's like the first one in wins who would come up with a plan to fix property taxes and these out-of-control assessments and the out-of-control rise in property taxes in the state of Indiana, and none of them want to do anything with it. Okay, you said first one in. It's like Curtis Hill when he came out and he was the first one who said, you know what, if I'm governor, no more masks. Uh, he won't have that mandate, right? So this could be first one in with property taxes. Yes. But here's the thing, Rob. It's hard work. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They don't want to do it. You're right. And It's going to take time and effort. Man, I'll tell you what, if I were running a campaign for governor and I were advising a candidate, I would tell him, absolutely, you must come up with a viable plan for property taxes because there are so many votes out there to be won. And it just it really shows you a lot of the dopey, just out of touch people that run these campaigns, that they are not barking in their guy or girl's ear every single day about coming up with a plan to fix property taxes. Um, all right, but we get we got quite a few phone calls actually about this and about Braun's comments on property taxes. Hey, Rob and Casey and Kev. So just thinking about uh, Mike Braun and his flip-flopping on property taxes, the flop kind of brought, me, brought him back into my good graces if he's going to do something about it. But the only problem is, how do I know that he's not going to get elected into the governor's seat and do the exact same thing he did when he got elected into the Senate and just say, oh, well, there's all these obstacles and I just couldn't do this and excuse, excuse, excuse. That's my only thought on it. Have a great day, guys. Mm. Well, yep. you can't, you, you, he's right. You cannot trust Mike Braun because Mike Braun, when he was in the Indiana General Assembly, voted for the largest tax increase in Indiana state history. He voted for more than 40 other tax increases in 2017. You cannot trust Mike Braun to do the right thing. And grandstanding in the Indiana Senate or in the U.S. Senate, when you don't have the ability to impact anything and lamenting what's wrong, it's it's another version of uh, our esteemed state rep friend from Seymour. I who, wish somebody would do something. Right. You. Why don't you do you something? You are the somebody. Well, as governor, though. Sure. Yeah. There's. You are the someone. And your default. Your 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 immediate. Look, running for governor. Running for governor is like when the first lady goes and visits somewhere, Casey. <laughs> you don't just show up. You put planning into doing it. Mm-hmm. And Mike Braun had planned for quite some time. We reported for a long time on this show that he was going to run for governor. And when he when he ran for governor, your rollout, right? If you, The things that are important to you are the things you're talking about in your rollout. And property taxes was nowhere to be found. And when he was asked about it repeatedly, he was a complete ass to the people who asked him, a very relevant, pertinent question. He gave a totally flippant, out-of-touch, rich guy response, which is, well, it'll fix itself. What do you mm-hmm. care? Mm-hmm. Because to him, Mike Braun's a millionaire. And God bless him. He made his money legally, and he worked hard and good for him. But he's totally out of touch with what this is doing to regular people. And the answer he gave was to check a box, try to shut people up, and I can guarantee you Mike Braun's priority is not your property tax. There taxes. wasn't a lot of thought put into Absolutely. It. No, we got an, another call about this. Hey, Kendall and Casey, you know, there's a lot of talk about property tax. Something I don't understand is how you can buy a house, the land is deeded in your name, but yet you still have to continue to pay property taxes on it. And if you don't pay that tax, something that you own or are paying for, they can put 
a lien on it, do a sheriff's sale, and come in and take it. That's like me buying a refrigerator for my house. I paid sales tax on it. But yet, if I don't pay that tax on it the next year, they can come and take a refrigerator that I bought. The property tax issue in the state has gotten so far out of hand, it is a backstop for politicians who say, we want to cut this tax, this tax, this tax. But no one has ever effectively or honestly addressed the property tax issue. They don't want to because it's a cash cow. Sales tax, Suzanne Crouch can say what she wants, but the real people who want to create effective change is going to benefit everybody needs to address the property tax issue. When we continue to tax people into oblivion, no one will own a home. They can't afford it. So I don't understand why politicians can't just be genuine, be honest. I would love it if somebody just come out and said, I don't have an answer for the property tax issue. Just be honest. Say, I don't know. I'll, you know, I'm going to look into it. But if they make that statement, you hold their feet to the fire and you make them, you give them a deadline and you make them come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. Property taxes in the state of Indiana is ridiculous. It's the whole idea of paying taxes on something that you already own is ridiculous. I don't understand it. I, I just don't understand it. This generation and the generation to come is in big, deep, well, they're in trouble. He caught himself. Mm-hmm. It was good on him. Yeah. I would have had to hit the beat button. You could hear the frustration in his voice, too. And and, it, and he represents literally millions of people who are feeling this. And um, so two things. One, this tax exists just like the gas tax because the Indiana Republican Party are a bunch of dangerous predators. And I'm not saying that, you know, sometimes we say things to be funny or be over the top. No, those people are predators. And they're predators with your pocketbook. And they're predators with your finances. And they're predators with controlling your way of life. There's no coincidence that the two taxes that have gotten completely out of control while the Republicans have been in charge of this state since 2017 with absolute control supermajorities are the two taxes that you can't get out of. Mm -hmm. And that's why they've targeted those. That's a predator. They are targeting you because you got to drive, whether to go to the grocery store or to work or to take your kids to daycare or, or whatever. So you can't opt out of that tax and the property taxes. So whether you rent an apartment or you live in a house, you're going to get stuck on that one, too. That's why they've targeted those. And look at the ones that have gone up the most, the gas tax and the property tax. Indiana Republican Party is a bunch of dangerous predators. I like what he said. If you don't have the answer, just be honest. I Americans are so forgiving. If somebody would just be genuine, if if Mike Braun or whoever were to come on WIBC and say, you know what, I know this is a major issue for Hoosiers. I don't have the answer, but I promise you I'm going to look into it and we're going to do the best we can to come up with something. That's going to go farther, though, than some. But Casey, that's pathetic. He wants to be the governor. It would be like you going to a job. Okay, when you applied here, Mm -hmm. right? You had to know what was going on. (laughs) And I did my best, and we joke about this. I always say, Casey's like, you didn't want me to host the show with you. I said, I didn't want anybody to host the show with me. It wasn't you. I just didn't want anybody to host the show with me. And I did my best to scare Casey out of, I tried to be as big an ass in in that first (laughs) meeting with Casey as I possibly could. Um, But the point is, when you apply for a job, you go in knowing if you actually want the job, a little bit about the company, the interest, like, especially if you're in a, 
This is not a, and no offense if you work at Kroger. This is not a, you're applying for a bagging job at Kroger. This is a, you're running to run Kroger, right? Mm -hmm. You would want to, you need to know the intricacies of how Kroger's finances work and where the stores are and how profit margins and, you know, buying various things and land usage. And it's like for him to go, even to say, I don't know, that's also unacceptable because the answer, Casey, is so simple. We don't tax anything else the way we tax property. Just tax it the way you tax everything else. Tax it like a stock. You buy the house for 150000 You sell it for 300000 When you sell the home, mm -hmm. you've made 150000 You get taxed when you do it. Yeah. That way, if you want to be like my dad and live in the same house for 40 years and be a good member of the community and cut your grass and you know spray your weeds and paint your paint your barn and whatever else you don't get punished we punish people for making their homes nicer, Casey. That's how ridiculous this whole thing is. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 1044. We'll get to the e the email from Westfield in just a little mm -hmm. bit because we got to have time for Hammer and yep. he's coming up next. Good morning. It is 1048. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And joining us in the studio is Jason Hammer from the Hammer and Nigel Show. Good morning. Less than 100 tickets remaining oh. for a night with WIBC. I wow. uh, checked my email before I came out here, and I believe 94 is the number. Wow. Mm -hmm. 94 tickets remaining for a night with WIBC. See, this is so weird because we're always told by the people at the State House. Nobody <laughs> listens to them. And yet people will pay money to hang out with us. I know. And then we get the ratings in, and apparently people do listen. It's almost like some of the folks at the Indiana State House and local politicians don't know what they're talking about. Boy, they're just howdy. misinformed. Speaking of not knowing what you're doing or talking about, how about Jefferson Shreve? <laughs> I love his new commercial. He's got one out, and I, I know it's on social media. I think it's on television, too, where he's talking about abortion. <laughs> and Jefferson Shreve makes it clear that abortion is not a mayor's decision. Oh! Mm -hmm. So now we're picking and choosing what's a mayor's decision. Because Casey, Rob, I'm old enough to remember <laughs> when he had a press conference and said he was going to start making wheeling and dealing kind of back alley uh, negotiation sessions with people about gun laws in the state mm -hmm. of Indiana. Mm -hmm. uh, just what a... What a complete zero he's been as a candidate. And think about having infinite money. Think of the fun. Like, Let's just say there's an alternate universe where a rich Jason Hammer is the Republican nominee for mayor of Indianapolis. I can't even begin to tell you the joy you would give the media and the public at large with infinite money and the ability to run against Joe Hogsett. People have told me this. This isn't anything that I've said. That if I ever have that level of wealth, if I ever win a lottery mm -hmm. or something like that, mm -hmm. it would be like the origin story of a villain in a Marvel movie. <laughs> like, this is the lab accident that creates the supervillain, right? But yeah, Jefferson Shreve, uh, he says, you know, abortion is not a mayor's decision, but changing state law with firearms, mm -hmm. hot damn, I'm all in. He's also not ruling out having a diversity officer. Okay. 
Yeah, so, that's a, a billion dollar industry, by the way, looking for something, looking for problems when there isn't one. And look at the people running his campaign. You've got a guy that's completely washed up. Yep. And then you've got uh, the larger fella, who is the other advisor, <laughs> who might as well have a D next to his name. And keep in mind that this guy, um, he has some ties to what could be the new head of the GOP in Indy. Yeah, Anna Hathaway. Anna well, Hathaway, she's thank go, you. She's going to. They rigged the system to where nobody runs against her. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be... I mean, look, the Marion County Republicans are a joke. They're a bunch of right. losers. They're a dumpster fire. It's why they've gotten their asses handed to them by the Democrats time and time and time and time again. And the crazy thing is, if you're an Indiana Republican, the Marion County GOP people... GOP people, and I know this because I used to be around them all the time, they think their way is the way. Oh, yeah. They, they're the smart ones in the room. You go to these uh, party conventions every other year. Oh, the people with their noses up telling you how it's going to be are these losers in Marion County who can't win an election if their life depended on it. If you think Jefferson Shreve is the only gun-grabbing, I'm using air quotes, Republican that's out there, <laughs> if you think he's the unicorn, he's mm-hmm. the anomaly, mm-hmm. get ready, Bow, yeah. because uh, Anne Hathaway, she's in that camp, and the big fella that used to work for <laughs> her that also runs uh, Shreve's campaign. I know exactly who you're talking about. This is a big boy. That is funny beyond belief. I mean, I'm not thin. I know, but it's But so boy, funny. that guy. I uh, was... Uh, He's I, along with them, though. Well, you know, I told you that I had to be in meetings with Ann Hathaway because she very briefly ran... Uh, the state auditor's campaign, who was state auditor for like three months until Mike Pence realized he had not vetted the guy to his liking and made an egregious mistake and then instead of owning up and saying you're not doing what i want as my hand-picked puppet uh and you need to go he strong-armed the guy into resigning and then uh came out the next day and lied to the the entire state of indiana and said he had no idea why he resigned when he literally put the pen in the guy's hand and forced him to resign oh did i say all that out loud Mm -hmm. shoot oh wow and ann hathaway was his the thank god nobody listens to this powerhouse (laughs) of a radio station that's won marconi awards oh man and Ann Hathaway was his uh, his campaign manager for that very brief period of time. And boy, sitting in those meetings with her, you know, I used that example earlier, Casey, mm-hmm. when I heard Nikki Haley speak about what would be more painful, listening to her speak or hitting myself between the eyes with a ball-peen hammer. Uh, <laughs> the same would apply to having to deal with Ann Hathaway. Nikki Haley's got some competition in that oh, area. Oh, man. Huh? It, it's, uh, <laughs> hey, real quick. I got to, uh, why will he, know, why will he being Shreve, why will Jefferson Shreve not, ask where Joe Hogsett was during the riots. Why is he running ads on abortion? Right. Well, not ask Joe Hogsett, where were you? Mm-hmm. You've got this amazing thing that you can campaign against. The mayor of the city was rumored to be in rehab when the city was under siege. <laughs> the darkest 48 hours in the city of Indianapolis, the mayor was nowhere to be found until Sunday morning. And Jefferson Shreve is too busy worried about the diversity. He's mm-hmm. too busy worried about taking guns away from law-abiding citizens. Why won't you go after this? It's amazing that nobody wants to attack this guy for that. Now, keep this in mind. I'm not ripping Hogsett for going to rehab. If you needed help, go get your help. That's fine. But who was calling the shots here in Indianapolis? Who was in charge? Who allegedly told the police to stand down and let the 
the rioters do their thing. Who was making the call there? Because people elected Joe Hogsett to do that. And if he was incapacitated or in rehab, like the rumors exist, let's not act like they're not out there then that needs to be brought up to voters' attention. And Indy Star, in a random, confused, accidental act of journalism, accidentally asked him, Mm -hmm. and his answer was, he didn't, he refused. If you're a journalist, if you're a news person, if you're TV in this this city, and you have access to Joe Hogsett, we don't have access to him, obviously. How could you read that response and go, I've got to sprint down to the city-county building and ask the mayor, what the hell sort of answer was this? And there's not been a single follow-up question from anybody in Indianapolis about where were you during the riots? And if you're a political candidate, somebody can check on this. Do you have to turn in medical records for a race? I think it's kind of a common thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Would a trip to rehab be on a medical record for Joe Hogsett? We need to find somebody who can investigate that. We need a private eye. We do. (laughs) What are you coming up today, Hammer? Shocking, but Nigel's not here today. (laughs) Guy Relford's in. We'll talk to Tony Kennett. Casey's going to join us Mm -hmm. and a lot more. Thank you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.